All respect to the past, the future is now. Tommy Frazier, who? It's Casey Thompson time. Whipping Mickey Joseph, gonna teach him to shine. This may be the most unbelievable night in Cornhusker football history. Shenander's got them black shirts looking clean, but Jason Pater might say it's time to get mean. Garrett Nelson and Luke Reimer gonna throw them bones and give us something positive to spit on these microphones. This show's for you, the best fans around. We are the Big Red Junkies about oh, to break it down. Are we excited or what? I'm ready to go. Let's go. We had enough shots already to start this, so. <laughs> we're, yeah. Oh, by the way, we're never doing a shot on air ever again. Why not? Uh, the the whole, like, drinking throat noises, that was disgusting. <laughs> I, I liked like, I liked the clinking of the glasses, The though. clink was good. The clink was great, but the, the actual... Drinking noises. It's like it's like, it's like it, that should have just been edited out. The like awkward, just the clink, and the then awkward pause of us yeah. chug, chugging uh, our shots. Gr- like I heard, I don't know if it was mine, yours, <laughs> Matt's, but I heard someone's throat noises while they took the drink. Whoa, and I was that's like, getting Whoa. a little. Uh, all I heard was throat noises. <laughs> yeah, uh, dude. When it comes to it, those are gross. I don't care whose they are. There's a certain time and a certain place that they're delightful, and that is all. That's all I got okay. to say about that. To each their own. I'm not going to kink shame, so whatever. <laughs> well, this show is all about the defense. We were offensive last week, defense this week. Defense. I am... Is that uh, how that goes? Yeah, I think it's supposed to. <laughs> Dude, our defense is good last year, but we're both worried about how much we lost. So that's... I was going to... I like the way that you said that. Uh, our defense was good last year, Yes. There's a lot of people that there's there's a very drastic our defense was there's some people that will say our defense was great last year. Do you do you think they were great, mediocre, average, good? I thought for what they had to work with, they were borderline great. Okay. Because what they had to work with was pretty trash. Absolutely. Coming from the other side of the ball. And I think that there were several games just like, like as I'm looking, thinking back through my head, literally right now, this is no preparation on this, but just looking at games like the Minnesota game where it, it, they were on the field three quarters, if not more of the game. Absolutely. And I mean, still they did a decent job keeping them down on the scoring side of things. It, but if you're on the field for 35 minutes of a game, that, that, might, that might be a little aggressive, but 30 minutes plus of a game, you're, you're bound to give up some points. You're bound to give up some yards. You, you know, one of my big things was, the, the reason why I asked that question was, yes, you can look at it. And, and I'm not, anybody that says that our defense played great or above average or any hyperbole that you want to use to yeah. the positive, I'm not going to completely disagree with. But at the same time, it's really weird when I look at the stats, because, shocker, I'm a stats guy, where we are ranked like, middle of the pack to the end in the in the conference in so many different stats like as good as the defense was it still didn't necessarily measure up as the entire conference goes they were good at keeping people out of the end zone absolutely oh yeah it was i remember a couple different times last year we talked about 
And I know I got ragged on for last week because I mentioned the Patriots four, five, six times. <laughs> okay, here's number one. Here's number one. Start the Patriots <laughs> counter. But I remember last year talking about how there were very. It was very reminiscent of a Bill Belichick style defense. Yep. Ben, don't break. Absolutely, it's it was. it's it's cool. You you can use you you can throw up the yards on us. Use those first, you know, sixty to eighty yards that we're going to give you. But getting in the end zone is going to be tough. And that was where we really shined on defense last year. That's why we ranked, weren't we like 19th in the country scoring-wise? I, uh, you know what, I, that of, of all the rankings that I have on there, I don't have that. But it was, it was good. That's the most important one, in my opinion. Yeah, I know. I, I get it. Yeah. I mean, give up, give up all the yards you want to. If you're holding everybody to field goals or missed field goals, and you're getting some takeaways... I'm 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 okay with that. Well, I don't give a shit. About I mean, the, the takeaways wasn't there though. I mean, this that we were keeping the teams out of the end zone, and that's great. Yeah, but the takeaways weren't there. I mean, we only forced seven fumbles on the entire season, and we only got three of them. Well, that's because we weren't getting to the quarterback. No, but it's not even just the quarterback. You you can force fumbles on anybody. I I, it's not, I agree. It's not but just about the getting to the quarterback makes up at least half the fumbles out there. Well, I mean, I, I can't say what. The actual number of the, uh, yeah, the fumbles and okay. quarterbacks. I'm but, not saying exactly half. No, I, but catching a quarterback blindside and knocking is, the ball out is the easiest fumble in football. All I'm saying is we didn't really get the turnovers that we would like to have. I mean, for sure. Especially going into, I mean, we're going back five years now with uh, when Frost and Chenander came into. Nebraska, and you have his last year at Central Florida, and the ball hawking defense that Chenander had at Central Florida, with all the turnovers that they had, we have not seen that of with the turnover aspect in this defense. I'm not trying to trash the defense whatsoever or anything else. I'm just talking about no. the turnovers in and of itself. We have not seen that yet. Do you think it's a style difference? Not necessarily from his style difference, but from the style difference of the opponents. The, the, opponents. At, at, the types of offenses they are seeing. Because, oh, yes. I mean, when yes. you look at them playing Memphis once or twice a year, yep. throwing the ball all over God's not green earth. Uh, not, I'm not just, no, talking, I'm, Memphis I'm just specifically is a, looking at Memphis because nope. Memphis was probably the most pro- prolific offense they faced during that time yeah, that Frost was back, there. Back then, I know he was a bust in the NFL, but Paxton Lynch was the quarterback yeah. at Memphis. Yeah. And he was great at Memphis and all those things. So, so I I get what you're saying, but they were they were air raid like yes. they were they were throwing the ball 30, 30 or offenses. forty times a game past fifteen yards. Much different offenses. And those that leads to a lot more opportunity, especially in space when you have in in that conference you have lesser wide receivers. The routes aren't going to be as complex. Guys aren't going to be getting open. It's more about getting lucky to get a ball. Well, it's a pass heavy offense. So yeah. whether it's an interception situation or just a guy dropping back on a consistent basis to for it, like what you just said, the sack situation, strip sack, whatever else, it's just a pass heavy offense in the American uh, conference. So as opposed to as a whole, about half of the teams we play in the Big Ten run it down our throats. Well, it's, it's more than half, but no. But I, I'm I'm just saying when you look at it. Yeah, Ohio State throws the ball around a ton. Uh, outside of that, who else do Purdue. you look at that really throws the ball Purdue. around a ton? Of, yeah, okay, Purdue. Yeah. Uh, everybody else is reasonably balanced. Otherwise, it's running the ball. And then it's you have Michigan State who tried to run it down our throats. That didn't work for them very well. Uh, you have... Yes and no, but... I'm, I mean, for having, at the time, the best running back in the country yeah. coming in. Yep. Um, But no, I mean... 
I just I think it's very different. I, I don't think that I think it's it's a lack of easy opportunity is probably costing the is probably the difference between what they had in Central Florida. And a, a good correlation could possibly be the one year of Bo Pelini as our defensive coordinator with under Frank Solich, where we had you know eight thousand. I I know it's not eight thousand. Relax. Uh, 8,000 interceptions, uh, his, uh, I believe it was two, what, 2003 season, uh, the one year that he was a defensive coordinator, and then we bring in Bill Callahan, that happens, whatever it is, and then we hire Bo Pelini, and it's like, the Bo Pelini defense was still very good his first year, but it wasn't the ball-hawking defense that we saw that what made us fall in love with Bo Pelini. The majority of the fan base that wanted Bo Pelini as the head coach back in the day was because of a Josh Bullocks and a Daniel Bullocks and all those guys having, what, 20, 25 interceptions on the entire season, whatever it was. So there is a big difference between, I, I think that the Chenander and Frost situation coming in seeing what they were able to do in that 2000, what was it? 17 season uh, with the specifically the turnover situation. It hasn't really translated in that. I'm not saying that it has, it's failed because our defense has been pretty good, but as far as the turnover stuff, it just hasn't worked out the way that I think that's the, that's the biggest difference between a, I don't. I don't count this as the second time bringing it up because I brought it up for this point specifically. But that's the biggest difference between uh, Bill Belichick defense and what Nebraska is doing. Their <laughs> no, bend, don't that's break. number two. No, that's not <laughs> no, number two I, because it's still re- re- referencing the first point. Their bend don't break. Yes, but yes, Bill Belichick's defense is also are they're a hundred percent about opportunity, easy opportunity to earn, on turnovers. Uh, yeah, and there's a lot of times that's it's frustrating. Because guys are so worried about you see it 10, 12, 15 yards down the field, a ball that gets tipped at the line and thrown like a duck. Those dudes are not watching that stuff. They're not paying attention to that. They're they're so focused, laser focused on their assignment, not giving up the big play, which I appreciate because two years ago, we, we were we were a big play, big chunk machine giving it, giving it up. That yeah. was how people scored on us. They yep. didn't score short. They scored on us with long, big plays, and that was a big change last year, and that was a giant improvement. But I, I, I don't know how Chenander by himself, without the help of a new coach or two, change schematically from last year to this year. Well, the, I mean, we lost one coach, but we didn't add anybody. So we just moved Phil Dawson over. We lost Tony Tuioti, who you know full well I loved. Uh, but still, my favorite coach on the entire uh, team is still there, Travis Fisher, the secondary coach. Yeah. Uh, so we just moved, we just shifted positions. So, you know, it's not like the offensive, what we did last week, where, you know, yes. So we did a show last week with the offense, and we did like two plus hours. And, and I was drunk as shit. <laughs> whatever. But there's not, I mean, not that there's not nothing to talk about, but when you add in the amount of coaching changes and stuff like that, that that's kind of that had way more to do with that show than absolutely anything did. else we're going to talk about on defense, but there's not a whole lot that has changed because ultimately when the team came here, uh, Dawson is doing what he did when he first got here. Sure. So there's, if you go from the, 
when Frost first got here with his coaching staff to now, really the defense is exactly the same now. Because Dawson, Dawson back left in charge of the defensive line, defensive now, right? line and outside linebackers. That's what I thought. Yeah. So here's here's my biggest difference between that from then to now, right? Because you're trying to make that comparison. My biggest difference is dudes. I'm not saying that he has better or worse dudes now, but he doesn't have dudes that are coming off of three years of optional workouts. That's what I was going to say. That there is not enough dudes. Yeah, I think we restocked the cupboards pretty well after you and I hit the panic button hard in the offseason watching like one after another with, dudes drop dropping like flies. But with, OK, so let, we're talking Dawson and the defensive line. Yeah. With who? No, I mean, we had several transfers that moved in. Stefan Wynn. Yep. And Drew. OK. There were three or four different ones that came over. I don't have the notes. Well, no, uh, O'Shawn Mathis was a def- uh, was an outside is an outside linebacker. Okay, I'm t- I, I look at those guys as part of the defensive okay. line. Okay, it's the, all that unit. It's that coaching unit. It's okay. the same thing. So, in my mind, that's what I'm looking at. So I will tell you, uh, just with the defensive line itself, it, not counting the offensive line, outside linebackers. We lost now, and I know that our defense is changing from the three four to mostly going to be a four three now. But our defensive line lost basically seventy five percent of the defensive line snaps from last year's team. Sure, seventy four point two to be exact. And the, the I just who's still here? Uh, we got. As far as who's going to play or who's, who's on the ro- who's on the roster, who's still here that played last year? That played last year, uh, Ty. These Rob- snaps that you're saying we, we okay. still have, yeah. Ty Robinson, uh, Nash Hutmacher played had 26 snaps. Colton Feast, Feist Feast had 12 snaps. Um, Marquise Black had four snaps. Ruquan Buckley had one snap. Cool. So you've got oh Jalen Weaver had one snap. I'm sorry. Out of out of all those snaps, how many of those dudes got to the quarterback? How many times? Uh, I almost had this up. Give me a second. While you're while you're looking for that, the Go point ahead. that I'm trying to make is this: the most disappointing, even though Tony Tuioti, in my opinion, is the biggest loss we had on defense from last year to this year. The most disappointing. Unit for me last year on the defense was the defensive line from the standpoint of getting to the quarterback. Ty Robinson is was second on the team with two sacks. He was tied. Okay, so he was tied with three other guys with two sacks. So we bring back our second most opportunistic guy last year on the line. Well, no, because and the rest of it's okay on the defensive line. Outside linebackers, Garrett Nelson had the most sacks, and he's obviously back. But he's back. as far as the defensive line goes specifically. And if we're moving to more of a 4-3, those dudes are also going to get an opportunity to play at end. Which is why you're adding in a Garrett Nelson. So yeah. we, if you're going to add in a Garrett Nelson on the outside linebackers, we bring back a, our leading sack guy, but he only had five. So it's not like... Regardless, it's we're bringing back the production that we had because we didn't have that much production when it comes to getting to the quarterback last year. No. And if there's going to be a schematic change, that tells me they thought the scheme last year didn't work as well as they wanted, and player personnel-wise, they don't have the guys to do it. No, 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 no. 
we we didn't make a change to make a change. Tony Tuioti went to Oregon because he wanted a better opportunity. You don't change we, your we, line scheme based on your line coach. You change it based on the scheme of your defense. Well, I think it was more of what what he is finally seeing in the Big Ten that you should probably more be a 4-3 than a 3-4. But that's what I'm saying. You're making that change because last year didn't work as well. So I'm happy to see that change coming because the most important part of our defense being effective in a way that's better than last year, in my opinion, is getting to the quarterback. If we match everything else we did last year, but we add getting to the quarterback to it, we'll be an elite defense. So we might be jumping ahead rather than going through position by position, but no, we're going to get there. I, I know. We're talking about the defensive so line. You talk that's about, what brings that up. But yeah, you talk about getting to the quarterback and stuff. Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis uh, have talked about double-digit sacks for each of them individually. Yeah, I love that. I, and I don't mean each of them total both, but both Be of dogs. Make make that do you, goal do you a think, reality. Do you think w- at least one of them gets to double digit sacks? I don't. I'm not going to make a prediction on that right now. This isn't the prediction show. Well, we're talking defense. We're previewing. We're not predicting. Okay. Well, that's going to be one of my questions going into the season. So <laughs> I love it. I got to think about it a little bit more. I think Garrett Nelson's the one that has the opportunity. I mean, hell, Oshan Mathis said 14 and a half, which would tie the record for Nebraska in a season. Cool. Do it, kid. I, no. Get 10 each and I'll be happy. I'm just asking, do you think either one of those two... How many total sacks did we have as a unit last year? Uh, We had 20. 20 total. And you're talking about two dudes talking about double digits. So you're looking at two dudes that are going to take over what we did last year, which was dog shit. And the last time we we had a guy in double digits was 2009 with a guy that I don't know if anybody's ever heard of. His name is Indomitian Sue. Playing in the defensive tackle <laughs> position, and he had 12, he wasn't even he on the 12. outside. Yeah, tw- what? Never heard of him. <laughs> he had twelve. Yeah, he really loved year. to play with ragdolls, <laughs> specifically ginger ragdolls. Even if they weren't ragdolls, he cr- he made them ragdolls. Dressed in orange. Jesus. Wait, you said playing with boys? What? Never mind. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Awkward. Uh, yeah. Uh, no, but I mean, I want to see him get to the get to the quarterback more, even if it's not sacks. I, it doesn't have to come in the form of sacks. Yes, I want to see sacks. I'll take but I'd pressure. love to see. I'd love to see the pressure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there were several games last year that if we could have gotten to the quarterback just one or two times the last drive that they had in yep. the in the game, it would have completely changed things. Yep. So, you know, it, I I I harped a lot on the in the last show about. Adrian Martinez and how he fucked up the Michigan game for us. Um, the Michigan game also, I recall, the last drive Michigan had when they when they scored to go ahead, defense couldn't get a stop, and a lot of a lot of that had to do with the fact that we couldn't get to them. No, and we were tired. We were tired because second half of that game we didn't spend much time on the sidelines no. as defense. No, it, we need to. I mean, we talked about this on offense. Put the ball in the end zone. Or, hell, even just kick a field goal. Like, that was one of our biggest problems was getting the ball or putting points on the board, basically. Again, we would love to get the ball in the end zone. Well, frequent three and outs, too. But we would also love to kick a field goal and make it. We kicked a lot of field goals and didn't make a lot of them. So, But, I mean, hold on to the ball for a little bit so yep. you can give your boys on the sideline a little bit of an actual breather. Yes, 
and which you know, not to get into the offense again, but that's going to be a big question mark as far as our run pass ratio. That's been brought yeah. up a lot, um, and Mark Whipple likes to throw the ball around, which doesn't matter as much if you're scoring. No, but if as a passing offense, if you go and you're throwing the ball around and you go three and out quickly, yeah, and the clock is stopping on you know incomplete passes and stuff like that then the defense is going to get on the field quicker and barely any time went off the clock. For sure. So, yes, it would be great to score, but, I mean, we we need to be efficient on offense. That's really the biggest thing. Amen. Amen. On to the linebackers. Oh, so we're done with the defensive line? Oh, what else did you want to talk about, man? No, because, well, my question is, and I know you want to say the outside linebackers are in with the defensive line, which I'm not completely disagreeing with. But so if we're going to go two defensive linemen on the field, the depth is a big, big concern on the defensive line. Now, is it is it in is the it, middle? Is it a lack of depth or is it a lack of experience depth? Both, honestly, in my opinion, because I don't, I don't know that the experience matters that much when you're moving to a new coach, a new scheme. As long as you got bodies and you got some strength, the scheme is the same. No, it's not. If we're going from a 3-4 to a 4-3, that's not the same. But we ran some 4-3 last year also. So it's not like it's complete. No, like, my change. point is if you're making a schematic change and you're having a coaching change, the snaps on the field don't make as much of a difference. You're not running the same thing over and over okay. and over again. Yeah. That was my whole point. Okay. My, my biggest thing on this is I think that we did a decent enough job replacing the guys that we lost. I disagree. That, well, tell me why. Because... I know you add O'Shawn Mathis on the defensive line, but he's not playing inside. Chenander will tell you, and he said this multiple times, that he is going to figure out a way to get uh, Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson, and O'Shawn Mathis on the field at the same time. And that's great. Sure. I those Who's that, putting on the weight? But that, well, <laughs> it's, it's not necessarily putting on the weight. You don't really have to put on the weight. It's situational. Yeah. It's, it's not like they're going to be on the field at the same time on a consistent basis. It's, you know, depending on the situation. You're not going to see it on a first down. No, absolutely not. But when you have two defensive linemen that you're going to play on a consistent basis and you really only have maybe four defensive linemen, you know, you're going to have injuries during the season. That's just sure. more than likely you're going to have injuries. And if there are injuries, we're kind of fucked. We've seen guys move positions under Scott Frost, obviously. My favorite player of all time. You know who he is. Went from tight end to center. Yeah. Are, are we are we seeing him work on any of that? Are we seeing him work on any of that to try and fill up some of that depth? Not uh, not on the defensive line, no. Because we, we'll have Ty Robinson, Colton Feast, Nash Hutmacher, Stefan Wynn as our four defensive linemen. I know Devin Drew's coming in, and I love Devin Drew. The problem is Devin Drew. We're what a week and a half into fall camp. Devin yeah. Drew's Devin Drew's not even on campus yet because he's still finishing up classes at Texas Tech. So oh boy, he is like I mean hell he's finishing up classes. He's in a going to be in a crash course of what he needs to do for this team this year coming up whenever he finally gets here into Lincoln. Sure, I got to imagine they're working with him though. Yeah, but it's a big difference between working... Being here, yeah. yeah. That's what my point. So right now, what we can say is we have four defensive linemen that we can even somewhat trust to play. 
I don't know that that's enough. Yeah. You can only play two at a time. Well, that too, but again, injuries. And I, my biggest fear is the rush defense that we're going to have. I, I'm, you know, we'll get through more of these positions. The pass defense, I'm not horrifically uh, sad about because I think, you know, you again, you know how much I love Travis Fisher, but at the same time, uh, we have to replace three of our four defensive backs. So. I, I don't know. I, I like our edge rushers with Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, um, O'Shawn Mathis. I like the, that potential of all of that aspect, but that defensive line scares me, it was specifically with going up against a running team, say, Wisconsin. All right. So Min- Jets, Minnesota. Jed's scared of the defensive line. Got yeah. It. The, I the like rush a scary defense, defensive yeah. line. You can phrase it however you want to, but I'm just kidding around, man. I don't think we know enough about them to be scared at this point. I think that we have to trust the coaches. Because I'm saying I think this that, as of right now. I'm scared no, 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 right no, no, now. No, 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 no. I get that. I'm saying I don't think we know enough about the guys we have because we don't have enough returning. We it's not like we've seen these guys and oh, I don't like them. It's we don't know anything about them. And, and, and so you know, yes, it, you know, you think back. You already brought up the the Sioux years. I'm when speaking of Jared, my fears. That's and, what I'm no, saying. No, I get that. I'm saying when Sue and Jared Crick were on the field, there wasn't a lot of rotation. There wasn't a need for more than four guys to be readily available. You said the tackle. word right there, need. No, I get that. Because they were that good. My question is, don't you think the coaches would have scrambled a little bit more, maybe brought in another guy or two, or moved some guys to that unit if they thought there was a need? Maybe they are putting a lot of faith in the guys they already have there. Well, they worked on a need. It's just whether or not they got enough guys. And I don't think that they got enough guys. Do you and, think they tried and, for more? I, yes, absolutely they did. And I, again, I'm not crushing them because you can you can want more guys all you want to. <laughs> yeah. If they don't choose you, then that's, you know, again, I'm not criticizing here. Have a backup, I'm just though. bringing up questions and concerns that I have going into the season. Yeah. Do I think that they're absolutely going to fail? I don't know. I You know, that's one of the biggest things with this entire team, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, whatever else. This is probably one of the biggest unknown seasons from top to bottom that I've ever seen at Nebraska. Granted, that's easy to say with, you know, the amount that I've grown up with when we were so good and rolling and all those things under Tom Osborne. There wasn't many, many questions. But even over the last 20 years, I can't think of another season where we had so many unknowns and we hope for this and we... This could happen here and whatever else. There are so many unknowns in this. You got to say that about Frost's first season. We had no idea what to expect. We hoped about a lot of stuff. Well, I mean, if we had a good idea of what he had done, but we had, none of us had a fucking clue that it was going to go the way. But it you did. can say that about any <laughs> new coach coming in. I, That's what I, I mean. I, but I, I do think that this is one of the most question mark seasons that yeah. I've ever experienced. I like that it's more of a question mark and it's not so pessimistic. Yeah, it, I know that I'm coming off as pessimistic, but I'm literally just asking questions because I don't know how this is going to go. Yeah. So, linebackers? Linebackers is one of the most, like, yep, I get it. I mean, I know I just said we don't know, but of the, all the positions, the linebackers is the position that I'd say, yeah, I know. Who else coming back? Well, Luke Reimer, Nick Heinrich. So, I mean, the, the, the stalwarts. 
again, yeah. are you adding outside linebackers? Because again, even Garrett Nelson, Caleb Tanner, they're sure. all coming back. So it's like there's a good there the core of the linebackers coming back. Jamari Butler had a great spring, uh, according to everybody that talks about it. Uh, so he'll be in the rotation with the Oshan Mathis. Uh, we got a good four man rotation on the outside linebackers, but I'm not worried about the linebacker situation. I know again, I know I just spent a minute and a half talk saying how there's <laughs> so terrified of the defensive <laughs> line. No, no, no. I just don't know. No, what I'm saying is I spent a minute and a half saying that there's so many question marks on the team, and then you go into linebackers like, yeah, I got no questions. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think I think if we can see one thing really step up for the, our linebacker core that we haven't seen that we didn't see out of them last year is is the run run defense. I thought they they were the suspect in the run defense last year. I don't know about that. I mean, we we had we had a linebacker at over 100 tackles and another one at 99 tackles. Yeah. I mean, they were tackling machines. We we still approved in our yards per carry for defense. We did do that, not by much, but we, we still improved. We didn't get where we where we thought we were going. No, go. but we still improved. Uh, yeah, we we definitely improved. I just thought there were there were oftentimes late in games last year where it seemed like kind of like what you're talking about. We didn't have enough guys. We got tired. That's when they were starting to be able to gash us a little bit. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to see how another year in the system for that core specifically mm-hmm. because they're going to be our strongest as you just said they're going to be our strongest unit on defense yes they 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 are um you know again we got the Caleb Tanner or not Caleb Tanner I'm sorry Luke Reimers Nick Henrich we got uh Muaga Clements I I Ativa I don't know I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce your first name we we Is got he Hawaiian I don't know Probably Samoan at least Samoan um, Pacific Islander. Sure. Uh, we got guys. I, I really like that position. It's it's do again. I'm going to go back to the defensive line. Do we have the defensive line to keep guys off of those guys, though, to be able to continue to make the plays? Sure. The, uh, that's why my biggest question mark is on the defensive line. It's not just what those guys do as far as making plays, making tackles, uh, tackles for loss, all those things. I talked about Ty Robinson last year where he's more of a disruptor than an actual guy that makes tackles for loss. And, of course, when I first brought that up on one of our shows, like the very next game he had like four <laughs> tackles for loss yeah. and blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> uh, but that's just typically not Ty Robinson's game. Yeah. But it's more about keeping the guys off of the second level so that our linebackers can eat. Yeah. And do we have that defensive line that can keep that can keep their guys off of our second level. That's that's one of my biggest fears. So what about the DBs? You get coached by Travis Fisher, I'm in. Like, is there any new guy that you're really looking out for? Um, not necessarily. Uh, so we got I. You know, we brought this up last year, where everybody's talking about Cam Taylor Britt. Understandably so, but uh, quietly, Quentin Newsom was having such a great season last year, and he's basically going to be the leader this year. And I'm so excited for him to be the leader this year. I, I think he's going to just 
they they say that he was pissed off that he wasn't uh, on the Jim. I think it's the Jim Thorpe Award for best defensive back watch list, which I know watch lists are stupid because before the season starts, everybody should be on the watch list. It's, you know, it's kind of... <laughs> oh, you're not going to watch them if they're not on the list? <laughs> ah, fuck. They just as well not show up to the game. But I love Quentin Newsom. But again, the experience that we're losing with the three other defensive backs is a big deal. I'm not trying to poo-poo that. But I, I think the guys that we have with... Uh, we brought in Deshaun Singleton, uh, Kane Williams from Alabama, uh, Tommy Hill... Omar Brown. Um, it's probably going to be Quentin Newsom and Tommy Hill as far as the defense, the cornerbacks. Um, what do you think about that kid we got from Alabama? Kane Williams. I mean, uh, I, li- I like anybody that we can get from Alabama. There's a guy on the defensive line that we got from Stephon Alabama. Stephon Wynn. But again, you know, it's... I, I know you're... Behind. You don't just get to go be on the team at Alabama. I know. Like, there was a reason you were there. There was a reason Nick Saban let you on the fucking team. And... Whatever that reason may be, maybe you fucked off and you pissed somebody off and that's why you didn't get to play there. Whatever, blah, blah, blah. Don't care. Some guys don't pan out to be what they're expected to be. I get that. But you've been in a really, really, really high-end system that knows how to win. You're coming from winning. I feel like you're going to bring something just having been around that. Even, Even if you didn't do shit. Just having been in the building, been in the atmosphere, excuse me, been in the meetings... You've got something to bring to the table. But you could say the same thing about Tyreek Johnson coming from Ohio State a year and a half ago. You could. And he can't get on the field. True. So, I mean, yes, you can bring in that aspect of being at Alabama. Is he still on the team? Tyreek Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You could bring in that aspect of being Tyreek Johnson coming in from Ohio State, but... It doesn't necessarily mean that it automatically translates. I get that. So I don't know. Matt, what are you on now? Is that is that number four? It's number four already, guys. Number four? <laughs> Damn, bro. We're only like 35 minutes into this podcast, and you are rolling through number well, four. Well, he's not going to get to like 13 like he did last week. Yeah, number 13 and roll out of here at 1.40 a.m. <laughs> talk, talk slower. I don't know. No, we're... We're doing good on time this time. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. we're we're halfway through the show or more, and yeah. it's only ten forty. We're and we're rocking and rolling. We can all understand what BJ is saying. So, <laughs> okay. hey man, we got about an hour and a half in before I started slurring bad last week. <laughs> that was something though. Holy shit! Hey, it happens to everybody. No, nah, it does it though. It does. Who cares? Re- on on record. <laughs> well, that's I guess that's maybe another situation not we were not place. on the record we were on record yes i'm excited to hear about what you think about the cornerback situation because i think we're lacking some size there if i recall correctly i don't i mean i don't think we are lacking anything quentin newsom six one tommy hill is six foot the hell was i thinking about that i have no idea deshaun singleton who's going to be Probably one of our safeties, uh, or at least in the mix. He might not be the starter, but he's 6'3". Miles Farmer, who will probably be one of the starters, he's 6'3". Um, is, is this Farmer's third year? Uh, he's a sophomore, so it's probably like his eighth year because of the COVID <laughs> because stuff. Of COVID, but yeah. like, like Ty Robinson on the defensive line. He's been here four years, and he's a sophomore. Yeah. Like, <laughs> again, wait, so like I said, it's... <laughs> Gonna be a fourth year freshman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the way it's been. That's the fucking way it's been. So yeah, that, that still that whole COVID year still throws 
all of that eligibility crap whacked out and whatever else. It's going to be weird when there's like, I don't know. There's going to be somebody that has a breakout year because it's their sixth year or whatever at some point. And there's going to be somebody in the record books two, like, like 20, 30, 40 years from now going, what, 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 what is it? He, he had his sixth year. Our starting, <laughs> our starting center has a sixth year. Yeah. Trent, Trent Hickson. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, hell, I mean, I know we strictly talk football, but you want to talk, uh, that volleyball player, Kayla Caffey, who is now going to transfer. It's going to be her seventh year. How's that even possible? You know, you red shirt, you get the COVID year, you get an injury year, you know, all that. Yeah. So, oh I mean, God, all those things. So it's like, what's his name? The quarterback from Oklahoma State that was like 28 when he graduated. Well, that was because he played. That was Brandon Whedon. That was Brandon because Whedon, he yeah. played uh, minor league baseball when he first came out of high that's school. Right, that's right. That's right. So it wasn't necessarily. That he but was, that's seriously, though, when you're on a team, you're on a college team and you're like in your mid to late 20s. Yeah. That's like. Yeah. But you don't quite fit into that locker room anymore. You're going to start seeing a lot more 24, 25-year-olds yes. showing up in the in the record. Absolutely, there is. I mean, hell, uh, Adrian Martinez is going to be have his fifth year as a starter. Ugh. Not not just fifth year as a player, because there are fifth-year players and stuff like that, but yeah. this is his fifth year as a starter, not and he's not us. the only one. I mean, hell, Tanner Morgan up at Minnesota, he's been there for like 12 years. <laughs> And he's going, I mean, realistically, he's going, he's doing his sixth, sixth year up at Minnesota. Did they sign him on a 10-year contract? <laughs> <laughs> but back to the DBs, man. You said you, you like anybody that's being coached by Fisher. I get that. I, tr- other- I trust Fisher. Any questions? Any Ooh. question marks? Any guys, any holes that we, we're unsure of? Yes, because, like, Miles Farmer will probably be one of our starters at safety, um, and he had a couple of good games, but down the stretch last season, uh, he struggled quite a bit. Um, how much he's learned and been coached since then, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, there's a big log jam at uh, the nickelback position. Right now with Javin Wright coming back from his uh, health issues, whether it's a leg injury or blood clot issues. Um, Is he good now, though? I mean, he's back practicing and everything else. They, I mean, they, they they made a special like Facebook post, Twitter post about welcome back to him. Like, so that kind of makes me feel like he's good to be go back. Obviously, yeah. he's good to go as far as practice wise, but... It seems like he's good. I mean, he's got the pedigree. His dad played here back in the, you know, mid '90s and all that stuff. Toby Wright. Um, so he's got the uh, he's got the bloodline, but um, there's there like I said, there's a log jam at the nickelback position. Whether it's Javin Wright, Marcus Buford, Buford, uh, Nola Noah Pola Gates. Uh, he's still around. Yeah. Come on, man. Do again, something. Again, again, still around. He's a redshirt Do sophomore. Something. He's a sophomore. Oh, my God. I feel like he's <laughs> so in here forever. He <laughs> I feel like he came in. I know he came in with Frost, but I, I He just had a lot like of injury stuff, though, that he's been having to deal with. Shoulder stuff and things like that. So, I mean. It'd just be pretty fun to see a, a Troy Palomalo recreation. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. But, That'd be a neat addition but, to our but defense. He, but he also has time. Like I said, he's, he, yeah. you know, with him being a sophomore and stuff like that. Uh, he hasn't really had the opportunity with health wise, but he, he has an opportunity now and it's just really, 
like I said, there's a log jam there at the defensive back situation uh, that who wants to step up and grab it and take a position? Because there are positions open. Other than the Quentin Newsom, there are positions open for people to get on the field. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm I'm very I'm very optimistic. I honestly Which is I, weird I know, for you. I, it's I, weird for you. <laughs> but, but we were also we were also not expecting much out of our defense last year. No. It was a big question mark to us. And there was a seeming giant leap forward last year. Whether it was we finally had some leadership take you know, take reins and actually run with stuff. No matter what it was, they stepped up last year. They kept us in a lot of those games that we shouldn't have been in and gave us opportunities late that we squandered away. <laughs> I, I am I am more optimistic on the potential on defense than I am on the potential on offense. See, that, that's a hard thing for me to gauge because we don't know so much about the offense. I, I don't disagree. I'm just saying, sitting here right now, the potential that I see on offense and the potential I see on defense, I'm more optimistic on the defensive side. Maybe because of the coaching situation that where we know more on that side, not just oh. not the tra- not just the Travis Fisher, not just the Eric Chenander, but everybody. Again, we only lost the one guy, Tony Tuioti, and we just slid a guy over. We didn't necessarily have to add. I mean, the offensive side, we had to add four offensive new coaches, so it kind of makes sense that we needed some of them. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, but looking at it right now, I am more optimistic on the potential for the defense than the potential on the offense. That doesn't mean that I think the offense is going to be terrible. Yeah. But I I like the potential on the defense. I don't know that they're going to be as, uh, so say, like the Michigan State second half where we didn't allow a first down to happen. I don't know that they're going to be as dominant in certain situations like that. But a lot of that's going to have to do with our opponents this year too. Yep. I mean, we're going to see... We're going to see some teams that if they play like they played last year with an extra year under some of their belts, Mm -hmm. we actually should see some of that dominance come through because there's some teams that we should be able to pick on a little bit. And the the first one coming up would be one of those teams I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, That's what I was just going to say. We'll we'll get into that preview down the road. But I mean, if, if Northwestern is who we think they are this year compared to what we think our defense could potentially be this year. I, I could see that kind of dominance happening right out the gate. We'll see what happens because, like you said, that depth on the front—that's that's something you're worried about. Something yep. I'm not—I'm not, I'm not going to stamp a, 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 a worry on it for myself. I'm worried about the run defense. My biggest thing on it. My biggest thing on it when it comes to lack of depth, like what you're talking about with the the specifically the tackles. If the coaches aren't outwardly expressing worry about it, if they aren't doing more to try and, you know beat down every door left in the transfer portal to try and get somebody in here that can come and, and and offer help immediately. It makes me feel like they're a little bit more comfortable with it. They're obviously the ones that have the most inside knowledge of anybody. And well, right now there's, this point, there's not guys that you can bring in to be able to play right now. I thought you could still bring in transfers that were at least depends on, depends on the grade that you're at. Like you have to be basically a grad transfer to be able to play right away now because yeah. there there is a time frame where it cuts off where in order for you to be able to play. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, are you telling me that there's not grad transfers at a, a you know a, a lower five 
school that would come up here and play for us? I'm not going to say that they haven't, you know, looked at that, but also do we have openings? Sure. So, I mean, it's not just whether or not there's somebody available. We don't I have mean, a, we do we, have 7,000 wide receivers right now. But we don't ha- <laughs> we don't have any opening scholarships. That's what I mean. I get it. We ha- we have some so super plethora of, of It's it's not about trying to go find somebody. You don't have an opening to bring somebody in. That's fair. You, That's so fair. you just so ultimately Are we maxed on con- uh, Yeah. On scholarships right yeah. now? We yeah. are. Okay. So you d- you just have to last, work with what last you year, got. didn't we carry like one or two or three open spots all season? I I don't know. I don't something along that line. I mean, sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. Sometimes you have one open to give to a walk-on guy because apparently that's a big deal, and whatever. So that's well, it's a little bit of a paycheck. It's, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's a big deal for them, yes. But I'm yes. talking about the fans. No, I get that. I know. Sorry, but I know fans the care fans about the walk-on, love the program, walk-on program, but man. I don't. Give it a used fuck. to be worth a shit. Yeah, I'm not saying that it's not now, but it's we got a couple kickers to get us through the season out of it last year. Cool. <laughs> I'd rather have guys with talent, but sorry. That was a big fat air quotes get us through the season last year. No, I, I was going to say, I don't have quotes around I'd rather have guys with talent, so sure. Wait, so, <laughs> so you're telling me Husker fans hold on to tradition? No. No, never heard that before. <laughs> no, I actually, I'm, I'm in an opposite boat with you when it comes to looking at the ceiling for the defense this year and the ceiling for the offense. I don't know where the ceiling for the offense is. I like a lot of what we brought in that we don't know anything about, mm-hmm. including the coaching. And that, to me, paints that ceiling higher. We know a lot more about our defense. We know a lot about what we're lacking on defense. And we know all the coaches. We know what we should expect from them at the at the very minimum. I think, I think the floor is higher for the defense. The floor for the offense could be as low as it was last year or worse. But I think the ceiling is a little bit higher in my mind. So I'm a little more optimistic on what the offense is going to be able to, as far as a step forward, what the offense could could take. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, the like that's why I said I'm much more optimistic on the potential for the defense than I am on the offense, and there's a thousand reasons on that on the offense. Again, coaching, we have no idea how the, all that's going to gel together and everything else, and the amount of players that we brought in on offense, like. We just we don't know until we're gonna find out, and I don't know that we're gonna find out until week four. Yeah, you don't think you don't? I know we're gonna do a full season preview, but yeah. you don't think North Dakota is gonna give us any sort of a? Did you say that with a straight face? <laughs> Even though I'm looking right at you, <laughs> like shut the fuck up. Come on, man. No, I I do think Northwestern's gonna be better than what they were last year. Doesn't mean that they're well, gonna be really. Pat good. Fitzgerald's a hell of a coach. Yeah. We all know that. They also had a lot of injuries last year to make them as bad as they were. They a did. lot of injuries, but they also had a lot of, like, they didn't have no, no, no. I'm anything not, returning. I'm not trying to say that those injuries made them into the terrible team. No, that they I'm, were going to be bad from the get. They still had a shit ton of injuries. Like, on the on the defensive backs alone, they, went, they were on, like, guys five, six, and seven as wow. the season continued. So... They had a shit ton of injuries last year to make them the team that as bad of a team as they were. Again, I'm not trying to say that that was a bowl team without those injuries, but they weren't as garbage of a team, notwithstanding the injuries. They didn't they find ways year. to lose last year like we did. They yeah. just plain got beat in every game they played. Yeah. I don't have much more on the defense, man. No. 
Defensively, I I think we're gonna be what we're gonna be. There's nothing else we can be. I, I don't I don't again, it's not gonna be as I don't know that it's gonna be as situationally dominant like we could we like we were at times last year. Because yeah. we were. There there were moments of dominance. Um I think it's gonna be more of a sustained I don't know, for lack of a better phrase, really good, maybe. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's some any dominance in there, but um, I think another thing that'll help. We talked. Our we've talked about this before. We're we're a line guy. We are line guys. Yep. We're offensive line, defensive line. Uh, our our defense will carry us as far as our defensive line goes. And yes, I have worries about that. You clearly don't, and I understand that. But no, it's not. It's we'll not find that I don't out. have worries, but it's one of those. I'm I'm a person that I don't worry about stuff unless I have a reason to worry. And I don't have a reason to worry. I there's I feel there's like no I do. reason to worry about it until we actually know because right now we don't know. Lo- to me, losing seventy five percent of your defensive line snaps uh, is a reason to worry. The other no, thing, no matter that, who you brought in. The other thing that I'm really hoping to help with that defensive line is an improved offensive line because those guys are going up against them in practice every day. And last year, our offensive line sucked and acted like a bunch of wusses. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that this year, provided some health has returned and they can remain, and we have that experience out there, we have potential to have a a much, much improved and more veteran offensive line that should help improve our defensive line. Well, they they talked... Competition breeds excellence. They talked about in the spring that the offensive line was just breaking holes open like crazy for the running backs. But at the same time, you have guys like Ty Robinson that comes out during spring practices and saying how they've, he's been having like over 300 snaps on defensive line because we didn't have any defensive linemen during spring practice. It's one of the reasons why Cry me a fucking river. You're here to play. No, but you need guys. The point was that they didn't have anybody on the defensive line during spring practice. He wasn't trying to cry or whatever else. He was just simply saying that the lack of depth on the defensive line is a big deal. Sure. It was, it was, that's just how much that they had to work. He wasn't trying to cry about it. It was just a simple solution. The re one of the reasons why we did the spring game, the way that we did where it was just offense and just defense, and there wasn't like two teams or whatever, yeah. because they literally did not have the bodies to fill two teams. And that's not just defensive line on offensive line. We, we did not have Teddy Prohaska and Turner Corcoran and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. Like it, I'm not just trying to, again, continue to talk about the defensive line, but the reason why that they ran the spring game that the way that they did was because they didn't have enough players. Right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, whether it's bringing guys in, uh, guys that they recruited that weren't on campus yet, uh, or injury purposes. Again, uh, Stefan Wynn was not here as a transfer. Uh, Devin Drew as the defensive lineman was not here, obviously, because, again, he's still not here with the Texas Tech classes that yeah. he's taking. Why is that, anyway? Like, what's what's going on? It's summertime. Just, well, he's you know, got to be eligible. So, oh, so he didn't have the grades to get in coming out of sp- coming I, out. I guess of not spring. I mean, he's he, he had to take coursework for the summer. So that is a little concerning. So we'll see. But the, the, I, again, I'm not saying that 
I'm not blaming anybody specifically that as to why they didn't have the guys during spring ball. It w- there was a thousand different situations and reasons why they didn't have guys on spring ball, but it was what it was. And th- they still barely have enough guys, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I would like to have more guys. And I'm sure that they would like to say that they would like to have more guys, but it, it, they got to deal with what they got to deal you gotta with. You got to pose what you got. And that that's that's why I'm worried. That's the biggest part that I'm worried about. Hopefully we're hopefully we're in a position where we've got some more guys that do normally typically play on the outside that have a little more size. Like um, I'm dropping his name right now. The kid that transferred from TCU. Oh, Oshawn Mathis. Yeah, like him. Yeah. Who reminds me of a Randy Gregory. Like he's got that mentality, that intensity, like kind of like what Randy Gregory had. Yeah, he's he's a little slight, but he's also a dude that in the right situation could could bump to the inside if he had to. Is he that slight? Six five, two sixty? Yeah. He's slight for a defensive tackle. No, he's a defensive end. I know that. I just said bump to the inside for a, for a, a situational play Situa- or two. Yeah, but that's more about speed and a pass. Exactly. So, that's know. But that's what I'm saying. Maybe okay. they're thinking that by going back to a 4-3, they're going to be able to kind of manipulate those guys inside, outside a little bit more. <laughs> because, I mean, teams in the NFL do it when they don't have the size that yeah. they're looking for. They go they go to those different packages and they run a lot more stunts up front. They do but a that's lot not more. a consistent thing. That's just... No. Purely a down and distance situational. Sure. Get uh, and what Eric Chenander has said. I want to get the best guys that I got on the field at the same yeah. time, and if that means getting Caleb Tanner, Garrett Nelson, and O'Shawn Mathis on the field at the same time, then that's what we're going to do at times. Well, and we saw. I mean, yeah, we saw a lot of it happen against us, but we saw some smaller defensive lines be very effective last year. So. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll play play a little. Uh, you know, where's the stone? Hide the stone. Uh, Cat and move, mouse. Move, yeah, move some people around. Find out what's going on. Who knows? Yeah, uh, I'm I'm excited to see it. God damn, I'm excited for the games to get here. Uh, <laughs> dude. These the thing about these shows and the the re, like last week was a lot of fun because I was at least it was a lot of fun for me. Do you remember? I was drunk as shit. <laughs> Do you even remember what happened last week? Uh, about tight ends is when I get a little foggy. <laughs> I have no comments on what you think about tight ends. <laughs> Shut up. God, you two and your jokes all the time. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but no, I, I'm just ready for the games to get here. 24 days. It's, t- it's tough to sit in, talk about this, uh, constantly pontificating on what may be, what might be, when we don't. We don't freaking know. Said, it's it's the most question mark season that I've ev- I personally have ever experienced, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm I, just excited to and see I, something. I'm, as much as I love talking about it, I'm still ready to be done talking about it. Oh yeah, I'm ready. I'm ready to preview actual games. I'm ready to watch some dudes smash some actual heads. I can't wait.